for me, the biggest growing pain, the confidence and knowing how to set time aside to make a business work amongst, you know, my life as a mom with three under three at the time and putting money back into it. I wasn't growing when I wasn't doing that. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another week and another week of the Tea Please podcast. That clip you just heard was from our guest from this week, Samantha Armbrust. Sam is also my cousin, so it was really fun to chat with her. And even though we are similar in age, we're about a year apart, we have a very different lifestyle going on right now. She is the mother of three kids all within a year of each other. So right now her kids are three, two, and one. And she also started her own online personal training business. So she's a little busy. And in this episode, we talk about a lot of different things. We talk about her life as a mom with three kids within a year of each other. We talk about how she started her online personal training business, how she grew that through Instagram. We talk about MLMs. We talk about fitness, all the good stuff. This episode is for entrepreneurs. It's for mothers. It's for people interested in fitness. For sure, something for everyone, you know? Before we get into it, I just want to say how much fun I'm having on Instagram getting to know you guys and putting together like little questions and little games. And I'm just always thinking about like what kind of games we can play. (laughs) I just love games. So, you know, more to come on that. But if you're not following me on Instagram, go ahead and look for the T Please podcast Instagram page and click follow. And then, you know, play along. And you also don't even have to go look for the page because I linked it for you in the show notes. So it's super easy. And see you there. Oh, and we're also doing a giveaway right now for this month. You have two weeks left to enter that, and it's on the Tea Please podcast Instagram page. So make sure to go and check that out. Make sure you enter. Okay, so here's some tea on something that you just really need for the winter time. I have influenced at least two people in my office to purchase this thing, and I've been using it for years. And it is just this little tiny like desk size space heater. It's called My Heat. I actually first found out about this through Taylor, my fiance, but it did not take me very long to get on board because it's really great. So I am really cold. You know, a lot of people are in the wintertime and I like to be really cozy and warm. I don't like to be room temperature. I like to be warm. And this is this little desk heater that I use if I'm working and I can put it on my desk and just have it go over my fingers. If I'm typing a lot and my fingertips get cold, you know, poor circulation and all that really helps with that. And just a warm, cozy work from home space. If you're, you know, doing that kind of lifestyle right now, or my other favorite use for this thing is we put it right on the coffee table when we're watching TV and I just have it blowing straight at me. <laughs> so it's just like your own personal space heater. If you're not wanting to commit to a full size room heater, those can get pretty pricey, um, but it's just a really convenient way to stay warm in the winter. So check it out in the show notes. I have it linked for you there. And I also have it linked on my website where I'll link, you know, anything that I mentioned here and just things that I think that you'll like. So that list will continue to grow over time. Make sure to check that out. And that is all I have for you. Let's get into the interview and let's have Sam spill some tea. I am so excited to have you on and hear a little bit more about how you started your business. I think it's super inspiring that you took this thing from the ground up. So give us a little background on Empower and how it came to be. Yeah, absolutely. So I um, was, I'm like a lifetime athlete, so to speak. I swam competitively for 
it was like 12 years. I don't know, from the time I was 10 to 23, I was a competitive athlete. So that was always kind of in my nature, so to speak. And after college swimming, when I let that phase go, I kind of like fell off the whole like working out regimen and everything like that. And I didn't realize how vital like regular exercise was for me. And I really didn't know how to exercise without a coach telling me what to do. And so I kind of was in a low with like self-esteem and just in a low mental space for a couple of years. And then when I got married and had my first baby, I really realized postpartum how much I needed something for me, like me time, an ability to let a lot of feelings go because postpartum is like a really rocky time in a woman's life. And so I experienced a lot of, I experienced a lot of feelings, like lots of high anxiety. I experienced some like depression, postpartum depression. It was a lot. So I started running and like looking up on like Pinterest, a bunch of different like ways to run and just like not hurt yourself which, you know, take those with a grain of salt sometimes because they're not full like programs because they're for free and that kind of stuff. But it got me going again. And then when I was pregnant with my second baby, I was able to keep that going, which felt really good. And I noticed that I was in a huge different, I was in a much different place than I was with my first pregnancy. I was just like overall happier. But the postpartum after that second baby was a lot darker. So I really had to focus on the physical release of exercise a lot more. And that was when I actually got pregnant with my third baby, like 10 weeks after I had my second baby, which was absolutely not planned whatsoever. And so I really knew that I needed to hone in on my own like mental health. And I knew that exercise worked well for me, my OB knew that exercise worked well for me. So it just kind of pushed me to keep going. So I actually went back to school. And uh, went back to school to be a personal trainer. I um, specialized in pre and postpartum postnatal exercises for obvious reasons. I was pregnant forever and that was the stage of my life. So that was where I was at. And that was when Empower just was kind of born. I was like, I want to help other people get through what I've been going through. And that was just kind of what happened. That was June of 2019 was when Empower really was I think. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't believe that you were pregnant for basically three years straight back to back pregnancies. That's insane. Yeah. It was so long. I, it was long. It was a lot. It's weird not being pregnant. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that makes sense to me. You were pregnant for such a long time. I bet it would be weird to kind of not have that whole process going on. Um, Do you feel like you got to experience? the full postpartum journey with your pregnancies because there was not a lot of time in between them. I really didn't. Like, I guess with Oliver, I kind of did. I Like six months worth, I suppose I did. Um, But not at all with Nora. I literally went where I wanted pregnancy to the next. So this last one, this last- Wait, 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 wait. Okay, just break it down with your kids though. Who came first? What are the ages? How far apart they are? Give us the story. Oh yeah. So Oliver was- is my first. He was born in October of 2017. So October 31st, 2017. And then Nora is my second and she was born 
December 14th, 2018. And then Maggie, my third, was born October 30th, 2019. So literally two years, I had three babies. It was crazy. And so, yeah, no, I really didn't experience a postpartum beyond like the first like couple months. And so this last year has been a huge learning curve for me, just knowing like what my going like not knowing what my body was going to go through like how was I honestly how was I going to look how was I going to like emotionally handle how my body looked afterwards because I've been so round <laughs> for so long and so that like I know um aesthetics aren't like everything but it does take a big toll on your self-confidence and so I had to really work through like pushing past like what I looked like which is another thing that I really push for with my clients who work with me, just kind of ditching the aesthetics goals and just working on like your strengths and your abilities. Cause like I have friends who they don't have the typical fitness physique, so to speak, but they can like pound out weights so much better than like anybody I know, like deadlifting and snatching like 230 pounds. And they're just these like 24 year old women. So that really, it just, their fitness doesn't have like a look. So that was something that I really liked this last. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so true. Especially I think about people that run marathons or triathlons and all of that. Like I work out regularly and I do weights and I do cardio, but it's all very like structured and it's just a whole different game when you're trying to run like that. Yeah. Like those ultra marathons where they run through actual like rivers and rocks and I, they're insane. And they're like, like 60 miles. Oh my gosh. Well, I have to ask since you've already had three kids in a really short time frame, are there going to be any more? No, no. Mm -mm. That ship has sailed. <laughs> We're happy with our three. I would, I would, I would have more. I would have more, but Dustin's, Dustin's hard. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. I totally hear you on that. Well, not only were you having three babies in the course of like two-ish years, you are also starting a business at the same time. So give us a little rundown of how Empower started and what it looks like now. So with Empower, when I first started, I will be honest, I didn't have much of a <laughs> an idea of where I was going. I, I, I actually applied for my LLC to make Empower a business at 11.30 at night one night in June because I was up late and was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm just going to do this. And I knew that if I like had time to really like think about it, I wasn't going to do it. And so I did it. And then I told like, asked Dustin the next day and he was like, yeah, sure. I was like, okay, great. Cause I already did it. Um, and like made empower a business. And so then I like had the name and here I am with Empower Fitness and I had like no idea what I was doing, but I had my personal training and I was like pre-postnatal certified. So I kind of knew I wanted to take on one-on-one -on -one clients. So I worked with five people um, like pro bono, so to speak. They were like a trial for me to just kind of get a feeler out there. And I did it on an Excel, like Google Excel and like typed in their workouts every day. And it took up so much time. And it was absolutely insane sharing that with everybody. And I'm happy to say I have a much smoother <laughs> way of doing that. 
Okay, yeah, that sounds like a lot of work. So what did the workouts look like? What were you putting together for your first few clients? Yeah, so like for one, a typical workout from me, you have a warm up, which is usually five to 10 minutes, just warming up your body. It can be like going for a walk, running, dynamic stretching, just like moving your body in general, making your joints and your muscles warm. Um, Honestly, you could like sit in a sauna and then go stretch a little bit and that's your warm up. Okay, that sounds like my kind of warm up. Yep. So then there's like something called plyometrics that I incorporate at the beginning, which is you're usually doing like explosive movements. So if you're doing like a squat jump, so you squat down and then you jump in the air and then you just do that 15 times. And then there's a series of four actual weight exercises where it's like bicep curls or actual squats or lunges. And then um, after that plump of exercises of weights, Then there's a core section because, like I said, the people that I work with now, especially are pre and postnatal. So they've either had a baby or are going through pregnancy. And so it's safe um, exercises to embrace, to build up your back strength and kind of help your abs connect back together and build up strength while doing that without overworking it and kind of causing a separation or making the separation that is there worse a lot of just like consciousness of your core, a lot of breathing. And so that's incorporated every single day, but more more, more so on the weights days. And then there's a cool down, which is another five, 10 minutes. So I would have a minimum of five exercise, like workouts in an Excel sheet to each person. So I would have 25 each week just going all at once. So it was, it was just crazy and super, super time consuming. Yeah, holy cow, that is a lot of work to put and manage in Excel, Um, but it sounds like you put in a lot of effort to create something great for your clients, which is awesome. Um, I know there's a lot of people out there who are looking to start their own business or really wanting to start a side hustle, and the growing pains, the early stages can be really tough. So what was that like for you? Yeah, it's definitely, like you said, a lot of growing pains, and it's it was incredibly overwhelming for me. Like I had no idea what I was doing. And next to no one that I personally know knew at the time had any kind of a like a side hustle or tried to do their own business besides my mother in law. And so I would call her all the time and be like, Okay, I I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I didn't know how to get an LLC. I kind of I googled, I did a lot of Google, Google was my best friend. Okay, do you remember how to get an LLC? What do you do if you want to start an LLC? So honestly, at this point, I don't even really remember. I remember Googling how to build a business. And I clicked on the first one. It was like five steps on how to build your own business. And I like read through that. And it said like ink file, I believe is what it was. Ink file is what I think I used. It was this site that would set you up with someone who knew what they were doing. And they would ask you like a series of questions and You would fill out like what your business name you wanted it to be, what state you lived in, what you were planning on selling or providing, and um, like what your credentials were and that kind of stuff. And you paid them. They were like a CPA and they like filed it all for me. And then two weeks later, I got all the paperwork and I was this official business and I have like my own like tax ID and all this other stuff. And, um, 
it was legit. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. So I just Googled and came upon Inkfile and had someone else do it for me. And then the next day when I asked my husband, like, hey, can I do this? He was like, yeah. I was like, awesome, I already did, but I need to call your mom because my mother-in-law, like I said, she runs her own business. I was like, I need to see if this was like legit, if this was right. And it was, she went through the same thing way back when she started it and she used the same source. And so I was like, oh, okay, awesome. So Google didn't let me down that time. However, a few other ways, like when you Google something, sometimes you get three, four different answers to one question. And so I would just keep going until I would have multiple sources tell me one thing to kind of answer a question. Like I didn't know, um, like I, I was a personal trainer. I knew I wanted to work with humans who were going through pre and postnatal experiences, but I didn't know how to like market that or anything. And so I just kind of Googled that. And then I would, there were some people that I followed on Instagram too. So I like took shots in the dark. These people who have like mul like thousands and thousands of followers. I was like, I don't even know if they're going to read it, but then I asked them, how, can you give me any advice? I mean, I really like had thought out questions because I didn't want to waste their time. And had specific questions that I wanted them to answer and they were very kind and they answered the questions that I had and that kind of helped guide me on where to go. Oh, that's awesome. I love that she responded to you. Yeah. Her name, her handle is, I still follow her, BFit Davis, Bethany Davis. She is a run coach actually. And she, her business is BFit Davis and she was super kind to me and took the time to answer multiple questions on multiple different occasions. And then Alessandra Skutnik, that's also her handle as well. She and her husband own SD Evolution, which is a personal training business um, as well. And she also took the time to answer my questions. And still, like if I shoot her a message now, either either of them, they'll answer me. So they, they were huge, huge help. That's so awesome that you were able to get some perspective from someone who has done this online and has like thousands of followers. I think oftentimes people kind of seem unreachable on Instagram. Yeah, I know. I was too. I was like, oh my gosh, they actually did kind of like starstruck. Like all these people who are like successful and have figured it out. It sounds like you went about it in the right way too. You weren't like in their DMs asking for a shout out or asking them to do something for you. You were very thoughtful and intentional with your questions. And I feel like that probably went a long way. I think so too. Like I didn't want to waste their time whatsoever. And um, yeah, I think I, I agree with you. I think that that kind of voted well for me in that situation. So they that's kind of how I got like running. And then I had those five trial clients, two of them decided to be full time clients. And I was like, Okay, I can I can like I can do this. And then um, pregnancy got hard. And honestly, I didn't want or feel like I could put in the effort to do it my own business Think like pregnancy got hard. I only had those two clients, I wasn't getting anyone else to sign up with me didn't know what I like, didn't know what was going. I was super, super frustrated. And I fell into um, an MLM beach body and I became a beach body coach and did that stint there and realized that that was not at all where I wanted to go. It was a good um, transition and learning experience for me to know this is what I want to do. I want to have my own business, but I want to have my actual own business. Because when you work for any MLM, you are working for that company. It is the be your own boss kind of like mindset, but you're getting paychecks from that company. So I was getting paychecks from Beachbody. So I was an employee of Beachbody and I it was super reliant on the people below me. 
um, in order for my income. So my income wasn't very steady and that really bothered me. So I knew I could do this because I was like able to recruit people to, you know, come on and do Beachbody with me. And so I was like, okay, if I can get them to, you know, follow me on Instagram and interact with me and trust me to coach them through Beachbody, I can get people to trust me to coach them, you know, with my education and with my knowledge and in a much more like progressive mindset, because when you do any kind of a, like a workout video of any kind outside of Beachbody or what have you, I mean, really even just like body pump classes at like the YMCA or anything like that, any other gym, it's just kind of like a short stint. It's not something that you can do long-term to experience like actual gains, so to speak, like muscle growth or total physique changes. It won't necessarily do that just because that's just not what it's created for. It's just created for generic movement, which is great if that's what somebody wants. But I was focusing on people who wanted more actual physical changes. And so then I left Beachbody and to much to my surprise, a lot of them wanted to follow me to do one-on-one training. And so I took them on and that kind of helped me get the ball rolling with my business. And so once I left Beachbody, I had about six one-on-one clients at that point, those who followed me from Beachbody. And I was like, all right, I have clients. I have some testimonials. I can do this. And I just went like headfirst all in. And I was talking to a very, very good friend of mine. Her, um, she's also on Instagram. Her handle is rolling with the Regers or Regers. And her name is Brittany Reger. And she is a graphic designer. And so I was like, I need help with like marketing and making my emails look nice, making my newsletters look nice. And she, we worked out a plan that is going well for us right now where I train her one-on-one and she makes my stuff look nice (laughs) with her awesome graphic designing skills. So I learned to reach out for help. I also have been taking courses. I am a corrective exercise specialist now. Yeah. Wow. I love hearing about your MLM experience and particularly how you got out of it and really took what you learned from that experience and applied it to your own business that you are completely in control of. Um, I did see that you have a corrective exercise certification. So what is that? What is corrective exercise and should we all be doing it? Like if you have an injury, you can't do certain movements for a while. So if let's say, so when I was a swimmer, I had a lot of shoulder injuries And then I'd have to go to physical therapy to fix said injury to give it the therapy that it needed. And once the injury was no longer and I was able to start doing more normal exercises for swimming, I would have to go through something called corrective exercises, which is where you talk to somebody who is specialized in some kind of an injury that's similar with the sport that you're in. And um, they would ease you into the normal exercises. So you can't just jump full into the same level of intensity that you were at before. And so as a corrective exercise specialist with my pre and postnatal background, I can help women with their core and their back and those kinds of weaknesses. Um, It's not physical therapy whatsoever. Um, They tend to have to go to physical therapy first and then do the corrective exercises. But yeah, so like I still went to school 
and got more education to learn more on how to help my clients because um, learning never stops. So you have to invest in that. Um, I That's something that I feel like a lot of people tend to not want to do because it's money and they feel like, well, I have X, Y, Z, I should be good. But if, if you only get the bare minimum, you're only going to be able to provide the bare minimum. And so that, that's just something that I feel like is the, was the biggest growing pain for me having to invest into it. I felt like I was pouring any and all money I was making it back into the business. I, I wasn't really having, I wasn't really bringing in an income, which is why like Brittany, I had to work out a deal. And I was like, Hey, are you comfortable with this free one-on-one training in return for, you know, your help? And she, like I said, was kind and was okay with that. But I am going to start paying her because that investment has turned around and now I do have the ability to pay her so that for me the biggest growing pain the confidence and knowing how to set time aside to make a business work amongst you know my life as a mom with three under three at the time and putting money back into it I wasn't growing when I wasn't doing that it's it's an investment. A business is definitely an investment. And once I was able to change the mindset from like, this is a hobby and I was limiting myself to, I actually want this to grow and be a job. I have to invest in myself and I have to invest in the business to make that happen. And that kind of brought me to where I'm at now. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that you touched on the investment piece also because I think that's such a big part of starting a business or a side hustle, whatever you want to call it. It's probably going to cost some money if you want to make it grow and um, if you're really serious about it, it probably is going to take an investment of some sort and it can be tricky to know what to invest in and when. You know, you can't like spend all your money up front um, and call it an investment, but I think there's some strategic choices that you can make with your money when you're trying to start something out. Okay, so take us through your day. I mean, you are going to classes, you're starting a business, you're running a business, you're training clients, you're a mom of three. Like, what does this look like practically in the day-to-day? Walk us through it. Well, today, like business now, uh, it's my day generally starts around 5, 5.30 in the morning. And I, for that, for about an hour, hour and a half, I work on my one-on-one client check-ins and their programming adjustments for the net following week. So what that looks like for me is I go into True Coach and I look at all of their comments and their recordings of weights and things like that. And I respond to them, answer their questions, maybe record a video 100% in my pajamas if they need like an example. And then take that information and go into the following week or even the next phase that they need to work on and start prepping them in their conditioning further. And so that is what I work on for about an hour, hour and a half, depending on what time I get up, sometime between 5 and 5.30. And then my kids are up around 6.30. So then I go into full-on mom mode and I have my kids getting them ready for the day. Uh, My husband is a lineman, so he goes into work. Uh, He does not work from home. He goes into work usually around 7.00. And it's just me and the kids until about four. And I definitely like, I work out myself. I focus on my own like personal health. Like I said, it, this whole thing was born around me trying to keep myself in a good mental space. 
And so I definitely exercise with my kids around. I know that can be kind of controversial. Some people don't like to take the time away from their children to work out. They think that maybe that is a little selfish and then other people are much more advocates for that. I personally think it's great. My kids like it. They're either playing in the room next to me or around me or trying to work out with me. It's a good time for everybody. So I work out with them in the morning and just hang out with the kids, which is a lot of playing, a lot of learning, a lot of housework. And then when my husband gets home, usually around four, uh, I like get everybody set up for the evening with the kids. And then I do, I've recently started um, running. I'm working with a run coach myself. Uh, cause I running is not my specialty whatsoever. I know nothing about it. So working with somebody who knows what she's doing. And so I'll go for a run in the evenings and then I will actually work. I will work a little bit at night for about two hours. Um, I can work from my phone, which is super nice. Uh, I know that kind of gets a bad rep from some, um, different companies and different like side hustles. Like, oh, you're working from your home. You're just playing on Instagram. But I definitely like am in true coach, like answering questions, more one-on-one check-ins. I pride myself on having a 24-hour turnaround on emails that require responses. So I do a lot of that at night too, as well as like content creation. And even when the kids take naps, which if I'm lucky, it's two hours during the day. That's a lot of like content creation or studying usually. So I am reading a lot of textbooks during nap time or at nighttime, just because it's finally quiet, the kids are sleeping. Um, But yeah, I really only work about six hours a day um, on a heavy work day, broken up in about hour and a half to two hour increments three times throughout the day. A lot of times it's only like three or four hours because my kids sometimes a lot of times my oldest is now protesting naps like crazy. So I don't get that nap time to myself to get anything done. And it doesn't sound like a lot, but for me, that's a lot. And I've really had to learn to be super, super intentional. So I'll write like a must do to do list. And like, I've got to get this, this and this done top three. And that's what I focus on, which is always, always, always my one on one clients and check ins programming, emails, if I have extra time, content for Instagram, because and that has like can be kind of exhausting, which I don't think people recognize, because it's like, oh, you're just playing on social media, you're just posting. But like that is takes a lot that takes a lot of energy to think about what you're going to share. Yes, 100% people completely underestimate how much time it takes to show up on Instagram. It takes so much time. Yeah, yeah, it does. And like captions. Yes, captions will take me like at least easily 30 minutes. And then to do all the hashtags and everything, I'm always like, don't bother me because I have to get this done because it really does take time and thought to make a productive post. And you have to do the stories and the reels and the regular Instagram posts and then get on TikTok and then do everything. There's so much. I know. And it's ever changing. I feel like I'm always learning something with it. And I, it, it's a lot. And so that is like, and I don't enjoy that in all honesty. I don't enjoy that. So that's like a tail end task for me. Uh, Yeah, I can understand that. It can definitely feel like a task sometimes. Um, Okay, so where do you get your clients? Do you get them mostly from Instagram? I get a lot of, well, all of my clients have been from Instagram, actually. Instagram is my main platform. I really don't 
use any other platforms. I have a Pinterest board, which I mean, people are pinning the random exercises that I share, which come from my Instagram. I just imp like import them into Pinterest, but I don't get any clients from that. All of my clients have been from, from Instagram followers on Instagram. And I actually have a wait list for more one-on-one -on -one clients who recently have like started following me on Instagram or have found me. And so Instagram can be a beautiful thing <laughs> if you need it to be. But like you said, you have to show up. You have to, you have to be in your stories. You have to be posting. You have to, you have to, they have to see your face and hear your voice, but dang, that's a lot. Yeah, I completely agree with you. It can definitely feel like a lot to show up and everything is an energy exchange. So when you show up, it takes time and energy to put something out there to connect with people and also to know what you're doing on the platform, on any social platform. There's so much to know and there's so much to learn, but it can be a really great tool to really power your business and market to the right people. Yeah, yeah, that you hit the on the head right there. I actually took, um, her name is Annie... Miller, I think is her name, last name. I'm going to, I'm going to check. Her name is Annie, Annie something. She runs, um, built by Annie. She's also on Instagram. She has Fitz pro and it's, it's spendy. Like I said, it is an investment, but it, she has a whole business course on how to operate Instagram. That was one course. And there was another one on how to run your business as a coach. So this is specifically for coaching or aspiring coaches who want to run their own business. Okay, and you took this course? I did take this course, yep. So I took this course this summer, and it's called Fitzbro Foundations, and it was a game changer for me. That was how I found True Coach. That was how I totally changed the game with the marketing mindset. That was when I reached out to Brittany Reger. That was when I started making my time much more um, intentional when I worked and like learned to put my phone down and step away from Instagram and really created my ideal client narrowed exactly into who she is, which is a pre or postnatal woman who is looking for gaining strength and breaking her plateau from how her body looks to how her body feels which I am a firm believer that you need to focus on ability versus appearance. And once I narrowed in exactly to what that is and really focused on feeding that into my Instagram so that the world could see it, those 560 people who could see it, I went from, and I created my own program. I had my first one, which was, um, it was like a three month long progressive program. And I was so excited about it. But that was my first one that I ever did and put that out there, which was specifically for that client. And I got 10 people. And I was like, wow, 10 people wanted that. And at the same time, I could have been like, dang, only 10 people want this. But it was 10 more people than I had. I only had six one on ones. And then 10 people wanted my my three month program. And then I really went like, head deep into what's now my empowered year. So that three month program turned into a year long progressive subscription for not just pre or postnatal women, but any woman who wants to break their plateau from appearance to ability and just focus on gaining strength, both mentally in their confidence and physically. And I 
put that out there. And I, that like Fitzpro foundation is what like totally changed my mindset and what really made me narrow in specifically what I wanted. And so if I didn't invest that $1,200 in that course, I wouldn't be where I'm at today, which is where 60% of my revenue comes from is from my empowered year. And I went from six one-on-one clients to 17 one-on-one clients. Like I said, two are um, on a little rest right now because they just have babies. But I have 17 who have signed on and pay me monthly. And then I have 40, <laughs> 40 in my empowered year subscribers. And so it all goes back to letting go of the purse strings and just investing into it. But yeah, AnnieMiller.co, her Fitzpro Foundations, like it was eye-opening. I loved that. I don't even totally remember what the question was and where I went with that, but (laughs) that was where it went. No, that's amazing. I love that you took a course that you really loved and the investment paid off, it sounds like, but I totally understand having to put that money up front can be a little intimidating, but if you find the right type of course um, that has the information that you need and really you know, give it your all, then no doubt it's going to come back and serve you well in the future. So I love that you have a specific course that you like. Okay, we're going to jump into a few speed round questions. We're going to backtrack a little bit, but just a few last minute questions before we wrap things up. The first one is, what advice would you give someone considering to get involved with an MLM? Really do your research um, on MLMs in general and the particular MLM you want to join. I didn't do any research on Beachbody, which is an MLM, and it was very eye-opening for me. Like I said, you really aren't running your own business. You do work for that company. So whether it's, I mean, and there's tons of MLMs out there. There's like Limelife, Monet, Unique. I don't even know if Unique is still a thing. Advocare was once an MLM, Herbalife. I mean, there's a ton. And so really learn what that MLM has to offer if it's something that you genuinely like. I mean, if you don't like the products, I mean, you're not going to be able to sell it. Just make sure that you to your core are comfortable with that kind of an environment and that kind of a job because an MLM is, I mean, an MLM, I don't know if everybody knows what that means, but it's a multi-level marketing plan. So you have to have recruits underneath you who also have to hit certain ranks in order for you to rank advance. And that can be a lot of work. Uh, It's all recruiting. And if it's something that you like, then I mean, go for it. But also listen to if a loved one has concerns, hear them out, like don't get defensive, hear them out and, you know, listen to what they have to say and make a make your choice after hearing all the sides. Don't just like hear the one side you want. I mean, if it's something that you really want to do and you feel comfortable with it and those closest to you are in support of you, I mean, then go for it. I mean, everybody's going to have an issue with no matter what it is you do. So many people have issues with me not teaching because I am a teacher. I went to school. I went to college for five years to be a teacher and I'm not teaching right now, but it's just not fitting in my lifestyle. So I went back to school and I'm in a different career path for now. Um, And I mean, people have issues with that. So if people, you know, that really don't weigh much on your heart are saying, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're going to do that MLM. I mean, whatever, see ya. They really don't care. (laughs) I mean, it's not their life. So if you and those closest to you are okay with it, then I mean, by all means, go for it. But just really, really, really do your research. And if you have any sliver of doubt, don't do it. Make sure that you, your core are, are comfortable with it. And if you are, then you do you. Yeah, I love that. Like if you want to do it, do your research and then give it a shot. If you find your research and then decide that that's not something that you want to do, great. Really just 
do you and figure out what works for you. And that means like putting in the work to figure out if it's going to work for you or not sometimes. Alrighty, the next question I have for you is what is your least favorite or pet peeve myth in the fitness industry that you just really want to set the record straight on? Uh, oh my gosh, there's so many. <laughs> like it's it's common to joke around like after you have a baby, it's like, oh, you pee your pants every time you sneeze or you can't run because you're like peeing yourself. Like you don't know, like if you are having that problem, you need to find somebody to help you fix that problem. Like you don't need to have that problem that like, I swear to you, I hear so many women talk about that. And it's like, you don't need to live like that. Wait. Okay. So this is something you can fix. Cause I've heard that too. You can fix that. Yeah. It's all about your like pelvic floor. I mean, not always. Sometimes there's like a bigger issue at hand, but most of the time you can, you can fix that. And so that is something that like, oh, it, it does drive me nuts. And I just feel bad for people who live like years and years and years with that without ever like knowing that you can stop that. Oh my gosh, that's great news that you can fix it. I'll keep that in mind whenever I do have kids because man, I really did think that that was just a part of life too. Yeah, yeah, yep. Because I, after Oliver had that problem and I was like, what in the world? And even when I was pregnant with Nora, I would like step over the baby gate and would like pee my pants, full on pee my pants. And I was like, what in the world? And then I learned like, you don't have to live like this, honey. And I, you know, did the exercises and did the work and I don't have that problem anymore. And it's great. (laughs) Another thing that really bugs me is a lot of judgment around women who start working out sooner than six weeks, six or eight weeks. Like that's the typical timeframe before you can start. I mean, that's before you can have sex or really work out or anything like that. But that's not for everyone. Like it is advised to wait until you have an appointment with your with your OBGYN, your posts appointment for them to tell you you have the all clear but if like I had appointments after two or three weeks and both times they told me that I was good to go and could start exercising and that's uh, misunderstood a lot of people think like you absolutely cannot you're going to totally destroy your body you're not doing it right but I mean if you go like balls so long just run 20 miles after you had a baby I mean that's not advised whatsoever you have to do corrective exercises to get your body up to where you used to be because you just went through this huge trauma. But I mean, some women have to wait longer than six weeks and some women don't have to wait six weeks. And so that's another thing that is super misunderstood. Um, The average time is six weeks because that's generally when women do see their um, OBGYN. But if you see them sooner, if, if like some circumstances and they say, oh, you're good to go, then you can't, then once you have the okay, you can so that's another thing that is often misunderstood. Mm, yeah, I've definitely heard that too of like, no, you can't work out if you're pregnant or don't um, like work out after a certain trimester or like depending on how far along you are. No, if you have a healthy pregnancy, you can work out all the way up until you give birth. Really? I mean, there you're, you shouldn't be doing like sit-ups or anything like that. You have to do a lot of modified core work just because you have a baby there. So you, even if you really wanted to, you couldn't. A lot of women still do planks and those kinds of things. It just puts a lot of stress on your, on your core and causes diastasis recti, which your, your abs separate no matter what, when you have a baby, they just will separate more if you're not as careful with your core. But you, if you have a healthy pregnancy and you're not any on any restrictions, you can do whatever exercises you were doing 
pre-baby all the way through your pregnancy. I mean, it's not advised to start anything new. Um, if you had a completely sedentary lifestyle, I mean, maybe just walk. Um, light exercise, maybe, you know, hop on, you know, an elliptical and just do some low impact, you know, easygoing stuff for 30 minutes a day. But if you were running marathons, you can still run. If you were lifting weights, you can still lift your heavy weights. And so that is that is um, another misconception and what's often misunderstood. I mean, pregnant women, I know pregnant women or I've seen on you know social media and like even the news, pregnant women running marathons. I mean, it's like, it's, it's not debilitating. I mean, if you are high risk and anything like that, then you're going to be told like, oh, you can't do X, Y, Z or whatever like that. But. Okay. Awesome. That is great to know. And of course it does change person to person. Everyone has a different experience. So definitely consult your doctor and professional help. Um, if you are considering exercising or anything like that during your pregnancy, but it's great to know that it's not like completely not available to you if you are in that stage of life. Okay, the next question is, what advice would you give to someone who is interested in starting a business through Instagram? How to show up um, and how to get started on that platform? Just do it and (laughs) figure it out. Honestly, like just know like your own like moral contract, like what you, where your lines are, set up boundaries um, with yourself and with your viewers, you know, I'm, you're not going to respond to people after this time, or you're never going to have your like DMs open or like one thing that I'm okay with doing, you know, you might not be okay with doing and vice versa. And so just like have your own moral contract and your own boundaries. And it, it's okay if those change. It's okay if what you were doing, you realize you're not okay with anymore. That can change. You're not stuck with whatever it was you were first starting with doing, like people are allowed to change their mind. But really, I mean, if you want to give it a try, just dive off and give it a try. I mean, you're not going to know, you're not going to know what you're doing until you do it. Yeah, you're so right. And I kind of hate that because I hate not knowing, like I always want to make something perfect. So it's hard for me to start from ground zero sometimes and like accept the fact that I'm not going to be able to make it perfect right from the get go. Yeah, that's like super, that was super hard for me also, because I mean, nobody likes to fail, but you're not going to flourish unless you fail. Love it. I completely agree. All right. That is all we have for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Normally at the end of the episode, we have our guests let us know where we can find them online, give us their Instagram handle, and Sam's actually implemented a boundary for herself where she is no longer on a public Instagram page. I love this for a few reasons. I just love that she's putting this boundary in place and, you know, protecting her mental health, protecting her family, doing what she needs to do. I just, I will always support people doing that and making decisions coming from that place. So The best place to get in contact with her is going to be her website. It's empowerfitnessllc.com. And I'll link that in the show notes for you, of course. But if you're interested in having a personal trainer or getting some extra help with your workouts, especially if you are pre or postnatal, she is a fantastic resource. I would 1000% recommend her. And the other reason I really love that she's putting this boundary in place is that I think it's really inspiring for people who are looking to start their own business, but really are not into social media or don't enjoy that aspect of it and don't want to be online in that way. I mean, she has her own business and she is not choosing to be on social media. So just take that as a little piece of encouragement if 
you fit into that category and check her out. Know that you can kind of make your own thing without being the face of social media if you don't want to be. And one last thing, if you're listening to this on Apple podcast, go ahead and leave a review. You know, I would love to get some feedback. I'd love to build those reviews and thank you so much. I will talk to you in the next episode next week.